Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome to the Growing Your Financial Business, the Woman's Way podcast. I'm Robin Crane, and I was a financial advisor for over a decade. But before that, I was a singer-songwriter. And now, even as a mom of three with a teenager, toddler, and a baby, I run a seven-figure business helping women in financial services grow their businesses and make a bigger impact. In this podcast, I'll bring you financial advisors, industry influencers, and highly successful entrepreneurs to give you innovative strategies designed for women. So get ready to learn how to get in front of the right people, get more ideal clients, and be able to grow your ideal business so you can live your ideal life. Welcome to Growing Your Financial Business the Woman's Way. It's Robin Crane here with Shanna Goodman. Did I say that right? You did. Or are you a good man? No, I didn't think you were a good man. So I was thinking <laughs> Goodman is probably a, a safe way to do it. Okay. Yes. So Shanna Goodman is the founder of Amped, where she teaches small business owners how to attract ideal clients through meaningful strategy and magnetic marketing. Amped was developed with Shanna's 16 years of business development experience, including six years as a brand strategy agency owner. She's got the experience. Um, she's also been a contributor for Business Insider, Forbes, Create and Cultivate, and Working Mother. I don't know why I have like the radio voice right now, but I chose to go for the radio voice. I like um, it. That's really a radio voice, but um, <laughs> to mix it up, just to mix it up. Well, good to have you here, Shanna. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. So we want to talk about today, we want to talk about intention-based marketing to build your ideal business. And I think so much of what people do with marketing, first of all, I think a lot of advisors aren't that intentional with marketing at all, right? Maybe they don't do a lot of marketing or it's a lot of stuff being thrown at them, like just go networking, make your list of 100, put up a website, blah, 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 with very little intention behind it. So right. we're going to talk, we're going to get into the intention behind that and go through, uh, through Shanna's Amped on track wheel. Yes. Yeah. I nailed that right there. Okay. So tell, <laughs> tell me a little about you and how you got into this. So we know your background and then we'll get into some juicy stuff. Yeah. So my background, um, like you mentioned is uh, business development, but then also moving into marketing and specifically small business marketing. Um, I've always, I was raised by entrepreneurs. So I've always had um, a heart for entrepreneurs and small business owners, people that really put, you know, their, their, their soul into their heart and their soul into their business. And those are the kinds of people that I love working with and helping grow their business. So what happened um, to kind of get me to this particular path right now is that I was working for a couple of agencies um, prior to starting my own brand strategy, marketing strategy agency. And for those agencies, you know, we did a lot of website development, video production, media buys, um, you know, 
creating TV and radio ads. And the thing that always frustrated me was when a small business owner would come in and, you know, maybe they had $20,000 for a marketing budget for that entire year. And my job was to sell them a $20,000 website. Well, Mm -hmm. as a marketing strategist, I know that spending all of your budget, building a new website is not going to necessarily drive traffic. Just because you build it does not mean people are going to find you, Um, especially when there's not a lot of intention on content and being found and just all of that. None of that existed. And so about six years ago, I started my own marketing strategy agency, really with the idea of how can I help small business owners take what they already have, kind of combine it with who they wanted to help, what kind of business they wanted to be in, and really create um, more of kind of an attraction model, um, kind of figuring out who their ideal clients were, and then where those ideal clients are living, what they're doing, how they're spending their time online, and then do kind of a custom set of approaches to get people to find them. Awesome. Well, let me, let me go back to that. So when you have this client who they had $20,000 as their budget and you were supposed to sell them a website. um, So was that like the turning point? Like you quit and you left or did you sell them a website? Like, I like the details. Like, like what happened? Did they get a website for 20 grand? Did did you end up finding something or did they go somewhere else? But I'm I'm curious, like, cause that sounds a pivotal moment for you to realize, like, I got to serve the client at the highest level. And this isn't, and and $20,000 websites are great, but like, if you, like you said, we're talking kind of, you know, marketing talk when not everybody necessarily knows even driving traffic, but sure. you know, getting people to come to the website is more important than the actual website. And I can actually attest to that. We've been meaning to, we've actually paid for our website to get redone in the, like for three years and I can't make any decisions on it. And, and yes. so I, I still haven't done it, but we still are making, you know, great money and doing all that. We also have other landing pages, but it's like, I, I didn't want to drop 20 grand on a website to do that when I, I don't know, like, I'm like, the most important thing is the, is the media, which is really getting people to see it. Right. And to see right. stuff. So go back to that moment, if you would, if I'm just curious to what came out of that, obviously yeah, new so, company, your company, but. Right. So I did that, um, for a year for one agency and another year for another agency. And when I could, I would try to steer the small business owner in a way that was more strategy oriented. Mm-hmm. So for instance, and, and they didn't always come in and, you know, kind of plop down their budget and say, this is what I've got to work with. Um, but a lot of times what I would do is I would ask questions, try, kind of trying to dig into what else they were doing. Mm-hmm. And then um, I really kind of approached it as um kind of counseling sessions a little bit (laughs) because a lot of times these small business owners would come in and they'd be, you know, super anxious because, you know, that, that whatever money they were spending on marketing was money that was, that meant something to them. And so I'd always try to dig into what they were trying to accomplish and then say, Hey, you know, this company that I work for, we can build you this website. Um, for this smaller amount, let's like just do a simple website. I wouldn't try to sell them a Cadillac of a website, but I would say after this simple website is built, here's what you should do on your own to drive traffic. So um, creating content, you know, writing a blog about their expertise on a regular basis, um, collecting and sending emails. So I would kind of, um, 
I would give them, I'd just basically give them the strategy for free. Like based on what you're telling me, here's what I think you should do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody needs a website and it can't look like a piece of junk, but um, right. it's, it's not that they don't need much. it. But I, yeah, yeah, it's really important. And I think a big takeaway already, you know, those of you listening is, you know, when you're thinking about, and you mentioned build it, and like I said before we started recording, like build it and they will come. Like that's a lot of people say, I'm gonna build a website. And it's not just money, but but putting attention on that and making something pretty and making something look good. But if no eyeballs ever see it, then it's a problem. I think it's the same thing with social media. And I talked to some of my advisor clients, they already have issues. Like it's already hard with, with the compliance for financial right. advisors. Right. And so sometimes they don't have everything that they have to submit, but still you're gonna put like, attention and intention behind a post and you want it to be good. And then you put all this attention and intention and then they're like two eyeballs and you're like, Oh, wow. Yeah. I got two eyeballs. Like, so it's like, we got to get the eyeballs. So I want to hear more about how do you get, like, that's what marketing is. And especially with the intention behind it of what it's the purpose is and what it's supposed to do. Like we want to make sure that it gets you the result. I remember I'll give you one other piece. Mm-hmm. Like I had this, um, as back before I was mostly working with financial advisors, I had this woman who was in my, my program, my fem mentorship, who was a marketing consultant, like strategist basically. And before she started, she came into my program. I was like, well, when, like, what, what size businesses do you work with? Like, and she's like, I said, where's usually their revenue? And she's like, I don't know. And she gave me some examples of like different companies, but I'm like, well, do you know, like what you're, she's marketing. Right. But it was a different, more of a strategist around it, but she felt like she shouldn't be asking them certain questions like revenue and all these things. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like if I'm hiring anyone for marketing, they better know my numbers and what I want to get so they can help me market to get there. Because the only reason you do marketing is to get sales and you do sales so you can have clients and so you can grow your business. Well, I'm throwing phones here. Um, So, so it's so important to know what you, what the end goal is, you know, when she realized that she got really good at what she's doing and she's doing like a phenomenal job now being, you know, like much clearer about asking them what they want and getting them there. But let's go through your amped on track wheel because I think yeah. it's all embedded in there, right? And this is your system. Yes. Um, yes. So let's get amped. Let's get amped okay. right now. On, yes. on instead of getting amped on crack, we're gonna get amped on track right here. We're gonna get amped on track on track much, wheel. Much healthier. Much healthier than amped on track. <laughs> okay, give it to me. Give it to um, me. Okay, so so yeah, so the amped on track wheel. Um, my my business is called Amped because our agency, the agency I created uh, six years ago, I called Ampersand Business Solutions. So I shortened Ampersand to Amped um, because it just you know it sounds exciting and and you know somebody get excited. I mean, I'm totally amped. Yeah. I'm just glad we're not on track. Okay, that's great. Right? So, and it also so, has an acronym too, right? What's that? Is it also an acronym? Um, it is not. Oh, it's just a, a, an abbreviation. Oh, I'm all I'm all into acronyms. We have like our female empowered money makers. That's them. Uh, revenue accelerator program. That's wrap. We have well, fast path declines isn't much of it, but we have it. a PYFP positioning yourself a profit. I just do acronyms all day long because like I'm too easy to say the whole we thing. We just, so just assumed it's like is like I don't know. I'll help. No, you it's ampersand. Now abbreviated. I get it. I get it. So it's amped, 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 A-M-P-D. I got it. I got it. Okay. Okay. So so, yeah, tell me, tell me about what does that mean? Yes. Okay. So the on track wheel is something that I developed after, um, actually just kind of 
hundreds of conversations with small business owners that I was always trying to dive into what kind of business they were in, what kind of business they wanted to be in. And really what you just said a minute ago about the end goal. I can't tell you how many times small business owners would come in and say, hey, we need a website or we need to do some marketing or my kid says we need to be on Instagram or or Facebook. Um, Can you help me? But then I would, when I would ask, what's your goal? It would either be a blank stare or like, well, you know, I'm gonna make more money. So I created this framework that I call the amped on track wheel with the idea that at any point you can look at this, you can ask yourself six simple questions and then you can um, just always make sure that you're on track with your marketing and then also just kind of where, where you want to go with your business. So, and I can, I can share this visual with you. Um, you can, but we'll have to explain it because most people are listening. But while you're doing that, right. if you ever want AMP to be an acronym, I came up with something real fast oh. because okay. I like these type of things. Um, but here's the best I got in like one minute. And I was mostly listening, but also thinking about your your potential, giving you an idea. Yes. Um, attraction marketing Ooh. with purpose and drive. I like it. That's why I do what I do, Shanna. Right, you're good. And drive. You don't have to use it, but I will give it to you. I am writing it down. Dollars, um, and, and actually over the wheel. So, because your attraction, right? We got to attract yes. people when you're doing marketing, and we want purpose and drive, right? We want people. I mean, I like drive, but you know, maybe. I like it. So, the amped on track wheel is something that I developed after hundreds of conversations with small business owners, really trying to dive into what their end goal was and how they could best and most efficiently use their marketing dollars. So the on-track wheel is comprised of six simple questions that they can ask themselves before focusing attention, money, investing anything else into a project, marketing budget, that sort of thing. So the amped on-track wheel is intent, insight, infrastructure, action, and then evaluation and app optimizing. Okay, let's... let's I'm sure you're going to go through those, but let's get slow it down. So intent, insight, intent, insight, okay. yeah, infrastructure, infrastructure, okay, action, and evaluating and optimizing, evaluating and optimizing. Okay, so we won't show it, but like it's a wheel, so it just yes. goes around. Okay, so we and have those one, two, three, four, five, six things: intent, yes. insight, infrastructure, action evaluation and optimization. Yes. And so there is one question for each area. So intent is what do I hope to achieve? Okay. Insight. Yeah. Let's do one at a time. Let's talk about it so they can do it. Okay. So what do I hope to achieve? Yes. Okay. So give an example of that. So what, what give me or tell me a story about a client and they weren't clear on their intent. And then what was, what were they thinking and how, like, what did they come up with? So we can get Sure. So um, for instance, a landscaping company um, came to me and knew that they needed a website because they didn't have a website at all. And they knew that they needed to be found online, um, even just to look like a credible company. Um, And so they came to me and my company asking for a website. And one of the first questions I asked was, what do you hope to achieve? What's your goal? And, you know, his goal was, well, you know, I want to be, you know, I want people to know that my business is real and I'm not just knocking on doors. You know, we've been in business for 25 years and I just want to be able to communicate that. 
And so that was, that was what he was aiming to achieve by putting a website online. And again, this was probably six years ago. So even six years ago, if you didn't have a website at all, it's a little bit questionable. Right. Because our generation, I mean, the first thing you and I and, and anyone, you know, near our age is, you know, the first thing they're going to do is Google this landscape company. Like, is this somebody that's, I'm going to give money and they're going to come back. Can I add something to that? Because this is sure. really important. So I was talking to some, I just went to a mastermind recently and I was talking to one of the guys at this mastermind. It's like a very, very successful mastermind. And um, this guy was mentioning, uh, he's, we were talking about marketing and how I'm hiring this new media, basically agency to, to do some of my marketing. And he was like, oh, have you ever talked to this guy? And, and um, he's like, do you know, whatever, I won't say his name. Let's call him John. Do you know John? And I was like, I'm not sure. It sounds familiar, even though the name wasn't John because it was a much more unique name. And so he pulls up his website and I'm like, let me see. And he goes there and he goes to the about, I'm like, I'm like, what does he look like? And we're on his page and I, and like, there's no picture of him. And now it's an agency, whatever, but like, I'm telling you, if I go to a website and I can't find a photo of the person, I am out. Like, I want to see what you look like. And ideally I want to see a video because I can know in two minutes or one minute or 30 seconds, if I want to work with you, or if I want to at least talk to you based on that. And I think there are a lot of advisors out there. You go to your website and it's like, you know, wealth, amazingness website, you know, wealth, Smith, wealth, whatever it's called. And we go to Smith wealth, um, dot com and there's no pictures of like you and sometimes there are and there's a whole staff and stuff and if you're a, a small business you're just a one person show then maybe you don't show your face but I'm telling you like show your face please I want to see who you are yes. and I want to know you before I want to talk to you well and that's the deal is that as human beings we seek out human beings to connect with whether it's for hiring a financial planner or finding a landscaper. We don't hire corporations. We hire people. And so those faces front and center really help. Absolutely. So if you're listening right now and you don't have a picture on your website, get on there. If compliance will let you do a a video, do that too. It has to go through compliance. So I can't do it. No, if you can't do it, Edward Jones style, maybe you can't, but most of you can, you just don't want to, and you don't know how to put up a, put up a video on there. Okay. That's my own advice. All right. Insight. Tell us about what's the question for insight. The question for insight is what do I know? So for this, a small business owner should kind of think through what they know about their ideal client. And you said you do a lot of this with your advisors too, figuring out who their ideal client is. So insight is really mapping out who they are, what their ideal, um, you know, what the problem is that you're solving for them all of the different ways that you can help them and then really being able to present that to them in a way that just completely makes sense. And so for what I do, a lot of times this insight question leads into also like what websites are they on? Um, Are they on Facebook? Are they on Instagram? Um, And then even kind of digging into um, what are some demographics you know, demographic information that we can find. Um, So kind of digging into market research a little bit on the, what do I know about my client? Okay. So what do I know about the person? And I like to talk about cloning one person. This is not common kind of my thing, but instead of thinking, I mean, we've heard avatar, but does avatar, 
But I like to really think about who's that person that you want to clone, like one person instead of like this target market between the ages of 45 and, and right. 62. But the more you know about the, the person, the more you know about who you want to attract. And like you said, all these websites, things like that, what, what do they like? What don't they like? But the main two components that you need are what do they want and what are their problems? So it's results, problems, results, or you can think of it as pleasure and, and pain, but it's what do they want and what's holding them back from getting there. And that, that becomes the heart of your copy. Okay. Absolutely. And if you yeah. can use it, absolutely. And if you can use their same words back at them, don't try to give them this, you know, super, you know, PhD sounding lingo so that you sound smart. If you can use whatever language they're using to describe those problems. I actually had a client say this, say this to me the other day. She said, you know, I feel like if I don't talk about what I do, because I teach this interview process and, and I tell them, don't talk at all about, I say, stop selling the box because the box, their, their advisors, maybe they're talking about 401ks or maybe they're talking about annuities right. or maybe they're talking about insurance. I'm like, don't say any of those words. Those are buzzwords, which is why I have taboo right here. Um, but I, those are buzzwords. Like you don't want to say those because um, then it's going to repel them. And she's like, but I feel like I don't, like, I don't sound smart. I don't sound like what I know that I know what I'm talking about. And I said, I said, April, if you sound really smart, guess what? They feel really stupid, right? The smarter you sound, the dumber I look. So, and dumber I sound. So I, I don't want you to talk to me like, you know, everything. I don't care. I'm not hiring you because you know everything. I'm hiring you because you know everything about me and you right. care about me and you can help me get what I want. Look, we're all self-absorbed. We just want what we want. We want to get rid of the problems that we have and nobody really cares about you. Now, do they want you to be more credible and have your CFP or have these yeah, it, it helps, but it's definitely, you take a CFP with, or a CFP, RACP, whatever, ABC, XYZ, all these letters at the end of their name. And they're like, wow, they're super, super credible. And they talk about how, how amazing, not just amazing they are, but the products and the things that they do and what they know and all these strategies and they don't listen. And you take someone who just became an advisor and they have no, actually they barely are licensed, but they ask you what you want and they say, what's holding you back? And they get to the heart of what you want, what's holding you back. You win, baby. Not the CFP, RACP, WAC, XYZ. All right. So don't, don't be too smart. Be stupid. Be actually just listen. You know, I'm kidding about being stupid, but just listen and then talk, regurgitate. Like you say, I say this all the time, regurgitate what they say. So they feel like you understand them. Use their buzzwords, not your yep. buzzwords. Well, okay. And a lot of people, you know, we want to know that an advisor knows, you know, what to do with the Roth IRAs and the 401k and the mutual funds and all of those things. But a lot of people aren't interested in those specific things because those are just the vehicles. What they're really interested in is freedom in retirement, security, knowing that you're saving and setting aside enough. So those are the, that's what, that's the benefit of what you're actually offering. Okay. Let's go into infrastructure. Yes. So the question for infrastructure is, what do I have to work with? So a lot of times, small business owners will get a little bit, um, I don't know, deer in the headlights, thinking about uh, all the things that they have to do. So they'll get overwhelmed if we talk about creating content for their website or starting to post regularly on social media or starting to email their clients. They're like, ah, you know what? Ah, I've got to start. I've got to start and do all these things. Um, but my philosophy is very much 
you have something already. You have something that you have written about your services. You have emails that you've already written. What just really think through what you have to work with. Maybe somebody helped you write a brochure two years ago. Take that copy and you can use that to update your website or vice versa. So always start with like what you today, have to work with. Sorry to interrupt. This, the game today is repurposing. Like repurpose what? is a yes. word. I'd say if you're listening right now, write the word repurpose down. If you got something in your bio, like you said, like you could repurpose that on social media and you could change the words a little bit and you can use, you know, different different things in different areas, but repurpose what you got. Okay. What 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 was the actual question on that one? What do I have to work with? What do I have to work with? Okay, let's go because we yep. only have a few more minutes. So let's give them the yep. last three pretty quickly, but and then we'll yep. tell them how to find you. But what do you um what's the question for action? The question for action is how can I get started and keep going? So consistency is very important in marketing with intention. And consistency can be really hard for small business owners because we've got a million other things that we have to keep juggling in the air. So with action, it's all about what can you do to get started and keep going? So look for little tools um, and, and tasks that you can keep up and then just keep going. Be very consistent with that. If you know that you can't sustainably write 10 emails in a month, don't give that to yourself as a goal. Maybe you write one email per month, but then like you were just saying with the repurposing, kind of um, copy, paste, abbreviate, modify, and use them as social posts too. Awesome. Cool. Take action. Gotta take yes. action. It's all about action. Yes. Take yeah. action and keep going. <laughs> keep going. Be consistent. Yeah. That I think it, a lot of us start like that. We're like, get really ambitious. We're like, I'm going to do this every week. Or I'm going to do this all the time. And then you get busy. Um, and, but you just need something and it has to, this goes back to like, we talk about a lot, this, a lot on the podcast, just it's like, stop letting perfect get in the way of possible. Like Absolutely. don't do it perfectly. If you stop doing things perfectly, and I know there's compliance and I know there's all these things, but just start getting things out. Even if it means getting something to compliance consistently, but you got to have like one thing we didn't talk about. That's so important. Like you got to have a personal brand. Like you just yes. relying on your company to like hold the fort and to have all, all the credibility is not it because I know some people will go to certain brand names. I won't name them for the name itself because they're spending billions of dollars on marketing. But yeah. most companies are going to the person because it's you. They go to you because of you, not because of your company. So you want to really have you interwoven in this strategy. Okay. Absolutely. Five is evaluation. Is that what it is? Or evaluate? Evaluate and optimize is its own thing, is one thing. Oh, and one so, thing. The, yeah. so the question with evaluate and optimize is what can I learn and do better? So the idea with this piece of the wheel is always, uh, well, first of all, taking note of what you're doing, but then also having some, some data that you can review. And maybe that data is just, you know, you send emails then frequently check in on MailChimp or Constant Contact or whoever you use and see what your open rates are, see what people are clicking on. Um, and then ask yourself, what can I learn about this? Like are there certain subject lines that people seem to open? Um, and then what can I do better? So if you see that there are certain subject lines, for instance, you, like we all love hearing about ourselves. Um, what, what I have seen is that if you use you in the subject line, your open rates increase. And so that's something that you can learn from the action and continuously do better on. Awesome. And just to help with, I mean, I know the compliance issue comes up a lot with the listeners here with, I mean, I was a financial advisor. I know 
how it can be frustrating. And, you know, some of you might not even have a, the type of system CRM, which is uh, what does it stand for? Customer relationship manager management system, something like that. But if you don't even have that red tail or something, or maybe you're not even able to see the numbers, then what can you see? Like, did you get any replies? Did you get anyone to get on your calendar? Are you even driving them to your calendar? Are you getting posts where people, you know, like it? Or do you see if you send, put something up on LinkedIn or send a message on LinkedIn, do you get responses? But you need to be tracking that stuff. There's got to be something that's trackable to know because otherwise you're just throwing something against the wall and seeing what sticks. Like we want to be very intentional around this, the intention based. And so that you can get the results that you want and knowing what you want is extremely important. And, and even that example of, of the, um, what you say, the construction business, it's like one thing is, you know, making sure people know who I am and if they look me up, I got it. But it's like, ultimately, if people did that, what is the real result you want? Like always looking at the end result of what it's going to give you. Did we get through all of them? Yes. Awesome. Awesome. We did it. Okay, cool. Well, um, anything else you want to add? Yeah, so you can join or you can visit our website at ampednow, ampdnow.com for lots of free resources on intentional marketing. And we even have a content calendar kind of in that um, that action um, category. We have a content calendar that you can download for free and use that to plan out all of your content, whether it's a little bit or a lot, and that can help you be consistent as well. But that's amped, ampdnow.com. Ampednow.com. Check it out. That sounds awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Content count. Like we need that. We need that. Like everybody needs that to start getting some ideas and to get it out of you. Well, great, Shanna. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you all for listening. Again, this is Growing Your Financial Business the Woman's Way. I'm Robin Crane, and we will see you next time. Bye. Are you getting all the quality prospects on your calendar that you'd like? If not, join us in the Appointment Generator Challenge. Go to femalefinancialadvisors.com and register for free. We guarantee you'll get five quality appointments in five days if you follow this system and you can do it from online. You don't even have to pick up the phone, whether you're just starting, whether you've been in the industry three to five years or even 30 years, this challenge will be perfect for you. Check it out, femalefinancialadvisors.com and register for absolutely free. Can't wait to see you there. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.